Blog Talk Radio. Good, good grief, folks. Troy Dooley here, the <laughs> supposed to be the host of this show. And you know what? I was sitting here answering an email from Richard Brooke himself. He'd asked me a question, and I let the time slip by. And here I am, three minutes late to the show, and let me apologize uh, for that dag gum. It has been crazy, but life is good. You know, this is what the holidays are truly about. This is the fun that we have in in being able to be our own boss, being able to do our own things. And doggone it, sometimes we just get behind the eight ball, don't pay attention, and bam, we're late to our own show. So, hey, you got to forgive me, but I tell you what, having a blast, would not trade this whatsoever. And as I've been studying and studying and studying Richard's book on on really what I think is a is a true he calls it the art of vision and self motivation, but I think it's as I dig into this, it's for me it's it's more than that. Because what it's what it's starting to do is it's starting to help fine tune some areas in in my life. As I sit here and I look at this, I'm starting to see Little things, you know, if if you grow every year, then every year you find little bitty things that you can that you can tweak, and that's what I love because in this case, I've been able to to grow a little bit, change a little bit, and really realize. What I need to do, I need to change that movie. I need to change that screenplay, and and what I'm looking at, and this is where 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 I think some of us all need to look at this. What I'm seeing and what I'm doing is I'm not changing and rewriting the whole movie. It's it's like, hey, let's let's do a remake, and let's change some scenes in the movie. Have you ever watched? I'll tell you one that I just love: Gone in sixty seconds. The concept of the excuse me, the movie from the sixties is the same as the concept from the movies from the nineties. Or whenever it was, two thousand I guess. But here's the here's the kicker. The plot was the same. See, I think sometimes the plot's gonna stay the same. We're just gonna change some of the screenplay, some of the the scenes that are in it. Today we make up all of the beliefs that we have about ourselves. Now, this is how Richard's starting the chapter. We made something up based on what happened or what we thought happened or what someone told us happened, and then we went about learning to believe in those stories by listening to them over and over. How many of us grew up hearing, oh, man, you can't do that. You're born on the wrong side of the tracks. Or, doggone it, you just don't have enough follow-through. Or, or that's not your personality. Why is it we listen to what everybody else is saying and then we imprint it in our mind? Listen to this. I thought this was, this was kind of unique, what Richard writes here. He says, babies don't have any beliefs. They, don't, they do not believe that the average person can't earn a million dollars a year. Yet most adults don't believe that it's possible for them to earn a million a year. Babies don't believe in... E equals MC square, yet most adults do. Babies do not have a particular religious belief, yet most adults do, whether they fully understand it or not, which is a true point. 
babies are not racist or sexist, capitalist or communist, Republican or Democrat, successful or failures. Human beings are not born believing anything. Now, some of you may say, now, Troy, I don't know about that. Well, let's look at one of our cultures that are out there, the Jewish culture. matter of fact, we could look at Italians or Greeks or, 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 or uh, Latinos, too, but there comes an age of accountability, and usually it's around the age of 13, and they have a, a bar mitzvah or they have something else that they call it, you know, in, in each culture. And, and that's the age of adulthood. That's the age when they pass from childhood to the adult and they start doing because they have learned what it is that they're supposed to do. All of us at birth have a clean slate, limitless possibilities. Now, here's how here's how true this is. And I'm going to use a whole different thing. I was watching Discovery Channel last night. As most of you know, my mama's side of the family came up through the hills. We were we were truly rednecks and grew up in the boondocks, hillbillies, if you will. And there's a show on Discovery Channel called Moonshiners. And in Moonshiners, it's a modern-day Virginian, I don't know, community. And they make, in a, in a window between about June or so and October, about $100,000 a year selling moonshine. That's $100 million a year industry, if you didn't know that. But this one family that they're following on the Discovery Channel, I found it very unique. The the daddy, the moonshiner, is also the volunteer fire captain. And he's teaching his teenage son how to become a moonshiner, and he's passing down the family's secret recipe. Now, he's teaching his son a culture. He's teaching his son a tradition, a way of life. He's teaching his son something that the family's been proud in since they came over here from the early days of the Mayflower, more than likely. Listen up, though. What he's teaching him, what he's imprinting on his mind, is illegal. See how what Richard's saying here, the baby, his son didn't grow up knowing, hey, I'm going to become a moonshiner someday. That wasn't part of it. He was born into a family, and through all of the situations around him, has become a moonshiner. So think about it for a second. What have you grown up surrounding yourself with? What's the culture you've grown up? What have you been told? What's been imprinted in your mind? Ask yourself the question Richard writes here. How do we break through to access all of our dreams and all of our aspirations and get rid of the crap in our brain? The answer, we give up our right to be right about ourselves. We give up our right to be right about ourselves. I love my daddy to death, but he never gave up the right to be right about himself. And even to this day when he gets frustrated with my mom and he gets frustrated with himself because he can't do everything, he won't give up that right. I love my daddy to death. But there's some things that I learned from him that I didn't want to repeat, and that was one of them. My little brother hasn't learned that. He repeats just like my dad. I just swore I didn't want to be that way. 
Richard writes this. He says, most of us hold on to what we believe to be true about life, really about everything else. It's as if there's no other possibilities but the truth that we have made up. Breaking through your barriers to success requires that you make up whole new ideas about what's possible so that your possibilities support and empower your desires. And what's so cool about this is what Richard's going to use. He says, as an example, let's say you currently weigh 150. Let's not. Let's say that you currently weigh 200 because that's what I weigh. And you want to weigh 125, but let's say that I want to weigh 165. But your expectations and your belief is that you weigh and will continue to weigh 200. Now, here's the fun part. I started this year, like every year, I'm going to lose weight. I started at 225. I dropped 10 pounds throughout the year until about September. I, did, I mean, I, I was traveling. I was eating good, having a heyday, but I dropped 10 pounds. But then I got stuck at that 215 mark. In September, I received a phone call from great, great group of guys that own a network marketing company said, we're going to bring out a new weight management and fat burning system. Would you be interested in being part of our case trial? And I said, yeah, man, that would be awesome. And I got serious about getting my, my weight and stuff under control. All of a sudden, I came off that plateau because I just decided, kind of like what Richard's saying, well, you know what, I'm just stuck here at 215. I guess that's just where I'm going to be at. I used to be hot and sexy because my wife told me so, but now, you know, I'm, I'm sure not that knight in shining armor. I'm more like the court jester. But see what I had to do, and this is what Richard, I mean, this is great because this is what I did. He said, how do you know what your vision is? Pay attention to what you have been doing, what you're eating, and whether you're exercising or not. All of a sudden, I put air back in the tires in my bike. And started going out, and man, actually, I was starting to get a pretty good tan too, because I'll just ride and let my fat show, and I'm I'm out there getting a suntan. My back—I've been going to the chiropractor once a month. I haven't been to a chiropractor now in, in almost 90 days. I'm exercising. I'm building up my core. I've started seeing myself again, like I was 18, 19, 20 years old, coming out of the Marine Corps, and that's been my new vision. Is man, I'm going to look pretty good. Instead of carrying around a keg, I'm going to get back to carrying around a six-pack, or I may really work out tight and get that eight-pack back, and some of you know what I'm talking about. I've started seeing myself breaking the 200 barrier before the end of December. A whole new me, but here, here's where the motivation really fired up and kicked into gear, and the vision in front of me started to become that reality is when I was on the road for a couple, three weeks, and I came back home, and some people that I work with every week at, on, at church setting up for, for our service said, dude, have you lost some weight? I was getting out of the shower the other morning, and Paige walked into the bathroom, and she said, honey, I can tell you're looking good. You have really lost some weight. Do you think I'm not fired up and motivated? See, what Richard's talking about does seem kind of weird at first. 
says, with what you've learned so far, you know you will have to create a new expectation that you weigh 125. Well, see, I want to, I've told people, I want to weigh 165. Now, Paige just said, baby, I think you'll be too skinny. I mean, you looked good at 18 at 165, but I think at 48, maybe 185, but make that muscle. I kind of like your, your shoulders and your arms are looking good. So I might, I might stop at 185. Heck, I don't know, but you know what? Here's the deal. I'm breaking through the paradigm of 200 pounds, and I guarantee you when we do our first show in January, I will have broken the 200 barrier. I'm going to be at 195. I'm going to be at 190, something like that. That's what my focus is. You know what? That's what Richard's saying. You've got to see it. You've got to taste it. You've got you to want it. And I know some of you, yeah, Troy, that's just poppycock. No, it's not. Military uses it 100% of the time, at least the Marine Corps does. See, consider this. This is what Richard writes. The reason that you do weigh 150 is because you believe that's the truth, because that's what the scales say. That's what, well, we know you can't believe scales anyway, but that's what it says. And because of that belief, you have been subtly, though powerfully motivated, to eat just enough lays around just enough, and justify just enough. And this sounds like cotton-picking people that work in corporate America. They work just hard enough to keep from getting fired, and the bosses pay them just enough to keep them from quitting. And we get this freaking oxymoron crazy loop that just doesn't really work. And it's no wonder people don't think they can make a million a year. But what if? What if instead of starting the, the movie at the experience, We started at the vision. See, this isn't a, 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 what is it, Trenton Tarantino movie where you, you start at the end of the movie and then you come forward. In my case, I went actually backwards. I, I looked at the prologue. I looked at, the, you know how some of those movies, they say, five years ago? Well, I went back 20 years and said, Wow. You know what I can do? Matter of fact, I almost went back 30 years. I can get back to that. What, what, who makes up the reason that we can't do that? No, I mean, that don't make any sense. So let's start at the vision. What is it that we're craving? What is it that we want? There's no guarantees. I want you all to realize that, but there, there's no guarantees where you're at either, anyway. So if you start with the vision, then you put the actions into play. I started feeling and seeing myself dropping the weight, getting past that 200 mark. 225, I broke, went down to 215. In six weeks, I broke 215, and I went down to 200. Now, I've been, I've been steady right at 200 for the last two weeks. I'm on a new system. We're breaking through the barrier. Do I need the system? Absolutely not, but I'm killing two birds with one stone. Figure I can I can test out some of these other company systems and do reports on them, let people know what the, what the differences are and what how they're good and and stuff like that, and I benefit from it. I also see I'm gonna be buying some new jeans. I've already listen. You think it's just weight? It's not just weight. It's when I take that belt off and realize that wow, I've actually I'm using three different belt sizes now. I have literally expanded my belt, and I've shrinked my waist. I'm eating better. I'm exercising more. Actions. Now I'm to the results. 
and now I'm seeing the experience. I didn't start at the experience. That's what I'm seeing now. As Richard put it, I gave up my belief in myself as a 215-pound person, as a 225-pound person. When we moved to Destin, Florida 12 years ago, I weighed 195. In 10 years, I'd put on, what, 30 pounds. I'm going back down to the size, and then I'm going past that. Give up your right to be right in exchange for being successful, in exchange for what's getting possible. Now, we see this throughout history. The Bible, military, it doesn't matter what. You know, yesterday we celebrated the 70th anniversary of Pearl Harbor. Wasted several of our biggest ships, wasted our airlines, our our airplanes, killed 2,300 people, I believe. Devastating. Civilians killed, military killed. But yet we rallied. We looked at that experience and we said, we are going to defeat the enemy. You've got to look at weight. You've got to look at procrastination. You've got to look at financial problems, whatever it is. And you have to create a new screenplay of beliefs, these limiting beliefs that are holding you back. That's why you need to go to Bliss Business, B-I-L-B-L-I-S-S, business.com, blissbusiness.com. See what else Richard has there. I'm telling you, this is just the start for you. This is something that can can change your life if you let it. But you got to get that picture. I, I challenge you to get off the show today and just sit back for five minutes. Close your eyes and vividly picture Man, when I get in fights with Paige, I do this. I go sit down somewhere, or I go to the beach, and I think back to all of the, the great times we've had. Walking in the beach, walking at the park, making love, buying Christmas gifts, you name it, I think about it. And very quickly, I get out of that pissy attitude of, of how frustrated I am at her. So I'm learning to use this in, in every aspect of my life. Lord knows I'm not perfect at it yet, but I'm working on it. You gotta feel it. You gotta let your nervous system grab hold of this, guys. Everything revolves around that nervous system. God made the most interesting brain and nervous system of anything. And once you get it in there, it starts to become a new paradigm. It starts to become a new belief system. It's interesting because Richard shares something I thought was good. He says Native Americans, we call them Indians would take a piece of natural fabric, in most cases it was leather, came off of uh, the hide of some animal. Sometimes it would be the fur from rabbits or squirrels or something. But to change it to a different color, they would soak the cloth in dye, and that dye would come from berries or from plants that they'd mushed up. They'd squeeze it out, hang it up, dry it, and let it set. And they'd continue the process over and over. It didn't happen overnight. It was a process. Sometimes, you've got to understand, when you're dealing with skin, especially cowhide or buffalo hide, there wasn't no 
no closing up the pores. So the dye had to fill up the pores first. So it took a lot of time for this to happen. I, I know this stuff because we use the same process in tattoos. Sometimes the change was hardly noticeable. But over time, it would become beautiful. Old colors gone and new colors in their place. Our beliefs are created the same way. It's a dying process. Some of you, you, you Christians can understand the dying process. In our belief system, it's baptism. Baptism. You go down and give up your old beliefs and you come up a new person. Guess what? It doesn't happen quite that fast. But the concept is there. What Richard's saying is there. You have to do this over and over. It's a dying process. What happens is when we use the dyeing process like he's talking about where it's a color, every time we see that vision over and over, every time we relive that experience over and over, we're imprinting it. I call it a flashpoint in our life. I have several flashpoints, not all of them positive, by the way. Some of them i got to work around. But we put flashpoints in our lives. We imprint it on our brain. And every time we go back to it, the imprint, whether it's positive or negative, gets stronger. And almost daily, hundreds, maybe thousands of times, we do this. So if we were to start to do a paradigm shift, big term from the 80s and 90s, and we start seeing where we want to go. We start seeing where we're going to be. It's kind of like a, looking at a map. You look at a map. You see the line that's drawn there because somebody else has already been down that path. Is that not correct? So you say, okay, I can take I-10 and leave Destin and end up in L.A. because somebody else has already been there. The road's already been built. Listen to me. That's what Richard is saying right now. The road has already been built. He has already gone down it. I am starting down the process. You can follow along because the road has already been built. You can believe that this is reality because it already is. We have already been there, just like looking at a map. We don't have pioneers anymore. People have already been everywhere. Richard writes this, To the degree that our picture has clarity and detail and can be expressed and experienced by our senses, our emotion, our mind, our senses and emotions, our mind will respond to it as if it was a real experience. I've been down Route 66. I saw the movie Cars. Okay, I really have been down Route 66. I know it exists, even though there's no road map anymore. It's there. Think about it. Just decide to change your mind. Is that simple? Sure. Is it easy? No. But you can. Just like I've started changing on my weight. I know what exactly in my mind my excellent weight's going to be. I told you I'm going to have an eight pack. I'm going to drop my BMI down. Matter of fact, I, I used to be obese. That's what it said, and now I'm, I'm only overweight. I'm defining my arms. You can actually see the intensity of the muscle as it grows. I've put on two inches in the last two months on my arms. I know what new clothes I'm going to buy. I know what people are going to say. 
And every day I get more excited about where I'm going. See, that's what you've got to do. That's what we've all got to do if we want. Everybody has the right to change. Not everybody will accept that right and use it. Tomorrow, we're on Chapter 8. I love this. Who are you to play small? See, small is not going to get you anywhere. You've got to play big. Folks, live life like it's an epic adventure. I'll see you at the top. Be back here tomorrow with me for RealMentorsRadio.com. Bye now.